just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the A Show, episode 75 with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin. He is Meals. What's fucking popping, Meals? You know, I feel good about this week. Uh, this is a crazy week, and we're not even at the, the prediction show yet. This is a crazy fucking week. Of, of no, I mean, I mean, for the status of the audio for this podcast, I feel oh, good. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't drink. I feel good. Don't so, drink. I got a new dongle. I reset my router. I got new audio equipment. I got a ton of various things because for the past two weeks, audio issues have been plaguing this podcast and I, I just don't want it anymore. If it's the AEW guys, I'm sorry. We can just not do AEW watch anymore. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, and, you know, we can have you guys. I know Double or Nothing is coming sometime this spring and we'll just, you know, we'll we'll just talk about something else, to be honest with you. Um, it's, a, it's a stack week, though. I, yeah. I think it'll hold up. If it's a, it, I don't know what else it could be. It might be, it might be the the ghost of our ancestors plaguing you for trying to denounce Kofi and all of New Day's entire thing for the past week. And I don't want to be on the bad side of our ancestors, to be honest with you. So it's, you might be on your own. Wrestling. This it's pro wrestling. If our ancestors are mad at that, they're marks. You might be on. You, <laughs> you call him MLK a mark? <laughs> yes. MLK is a big mark. <laughs> Marking Luther King? Jesus Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my god. Uh Harriet Markman. <laughs> oh well, okay. All right. I'm sorry, ancestors. That is that is a uh yeah, that's an observer level joke right there. Oh. Um speaking of marks, we we gotta get right into the show today. It's it's gonna be a, a pretty conversation heavy show. There's a lot to have conversation about this week, particularly yeah. on one show. Uh Mark Madness finals. Results, semifinals and finals results. Who Me- meals? It was a it was a long road, uh, and we and you know I gotta say once again thank you to every single person who voted, who retweeted, who had something to say, who who didn't like, who did like, all of that. Thank you so much uh, for supporting Mark Madness. I think this was a, a smashing success to say the least. You know I, I liked it. I like uh, this entire thing. Um, I'm interested in what we'll do next year, but as for Mark Madness, man, whew, okay. So we had the semifinals. Yep. We had the finals. Yep. Semifinals went down. It was a, a, a massive bat. Well, not massive on one side. We had Daniel Bryan versus Sasha Banks. And mm-hmm. let's just say Daniel Bryan won pretty handedly. Um, yeah. Uh, the buck Daniel- for Sasha, Sasha Banks stopped immediately. 80% to 20%. He he fucking trounced her. But, you know, for her to get that far, as we said, 
it speaks a lot. Yeah, it yeah. speaks a lot to how important she is to a lot of people. Yeah. And then on the other side, we had Cena versus Rollins, which at one time was a close battle. Yeah, pulled uh, away. Cena pulled away. I would like to blame Stat Guy Greg for that. <laughs> I just say the influence of the Stat Guy it just wonder just swayed it away from Seth over five hundred. Just on on his on, just like on his influence alone, over five hundred votes for that. Stat Guy Greg said, "Hey, there's some fool tomfoolery going down in this thing. <laughs> you guys need to check it out." And that is when it shipped. And you know, I tried my best for Seth Rollins. I think I made some good points. Yeah. One of the best one of the best stables of all time. That was something that kind of caught the ire of a lot of people. People hit you with the nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I had you know, that's one of those instances where I have to break the N-word code. Uh, okay. And I had to say it. They, well, they hit you with that. <laughs> they hit me with that. Yeah. I tried. I, I tried. My man's won a Royal Rumble. He's won the WWE Championship multiple times. He's been a double champion with four different championships on two separate occasions. But if Cena was going to lose, he was, he, yeah, I, I didn't see anybody in that field that was going to be him, man. Honestly. Well, Seth Rollins was beating everyone handily. So I was just like, okay, well, Seth Rollins, naturally, the, the trend is followed, but John Cena is John Cena. If Seth wins the Universal Championship at Mania, I think this looks a lot differently next year if it's mm. the same matchup, you know? Mm. Interesting. Um, I think it's a different one. So it ended up being, Set, it ended up being John Cena versus Daniel Bryan, the SummerSlam uh, 2013. Yeah, that ends up being that match once again. Um, I do. I mean, I don't know if you agree, but could you? I mean, I couldn't think of a better you know representation of this decade, but but these two. Well, yes. I, to me, in terms of just the dichotomy, the 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 way they've sort of carried the decade, whether they've been active or not, their influence, their accomplishments. They're pretty much everything. They're, the fan support, the fan against, every like that. They have a whole. The 2010s for John Cena and, and Daniel Bryan, they really have an entire sort of. Um, yeah. They yeah. just have an. They just it's an entire well. Like it's a vast. For Daniel Bryan has the story of literally his growth through the 2010s. John Cena has lived this just legendary decade where he's ascended into he he became a legend in this decade. I right. mean, 16 time world champion, Royal Rumble winner, five star matches, everything so or the fact. I mean, he really owned this decade in a sense as well. Um so to have them one on one once again incredible. I thought it was a great way for this to turn out and I thought it was a great representation of how great and how smart a lot of the listeners are you know who listen to today's show so i'm very happy with that um extremely 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 close match all the way up to the finish um we had over over 300 votes for this one uh it, it ended up being like uh john, over john 400 cena votes. yeah oh yeah over 400 votes sorry about that uh daniel bryan is the best in the decade Best of the decade. Why do you bro? think that I? Why do you? Th- why do you think I rep him so hard? Why do you think that? You know, I threw that shirt on at ten oh one on Tuesday night. Because you were. Why do asshole. you think I did that? Because this guy, this. <laughs> That's why. Because this guy. Go ahead. No, he's my favorite. He's literally my favorite. He's like my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah, I mean, listen. He's my favorite a, wrestler of all time. Everyone has their favorite wrestlers of all time. Everyone. I, I, I don't blame you. It's a great wrestler to root for. Or, you know, Daniel Bryan, the American Dragon, 
the Yes Man, the new Daniel Bryan, all the iterations of Daniel Bryan. It shows the wealth of his career and the fact that he it just shows the staying power, the evolution of Daniel Bryan, his entire career. He's a great guy to root for. Um, John Cena, on the other hand, is John Cena. And that's kind of really what you go against. John Cena's a legend, to be honest with you. It's really like, but for, you know. But what does it mean for, for you know, the people to pick Daniel Bryan over over a John Cena? You know, it, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, John Cena, you know, Daniel Bryan doesn't have that many uh, world championships under his belt. Well, I do feel like the internet is a place where Daniel Bryan thrives as opposed to, you know, we went to an arena uh, somewhere in you know in the middle of the country, and we asked Daniel Bryan or John Cena. Everyone saying Daniel, I mean John Cena or something <laughs> like that. Um, but you know what? This is you know I feel like it's still an accurate representation. I want to give a shout out to Daniel Bryan. I mean I'm sure we'll we'll crown him we'll crown him king. You know to you know on the timeline and everything like that. So but once again, just really in a great appreciation and thank you to everyone who voted in our Mark Madness tournament. Um, thank you so much. It was fun. It was fun. I, I, you know, once again, I, I'm in awe of just how much this show has grown mm-hmm. and, and how much people really like fuck with us. So like, you know, once again, thank you guys for joining in on this, man. Like it, it's, it's really, 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 uh, it means a lot. It means, it means a whole lot to me and Mills that you guys uh, hopped in on this with us. And uh, yeah, that was Mark Madness, a success for 2019. Let's get into No Holds Barred, Stacked Wrestling Week. Mills, are you ready? Let me look. Let me look again to see if I'm ready. Yes, I'm ready. Yes. Okay. Of All right. Cool. Yes. So, first off, we got the news on Monday morning, bright and early. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey are confirmed to close the main event of WrestleMania in in two weeks. Uh, we had been pretty much. We'd all been predicting it since, I guess, last November. I mean, really since I last feel like, year. Yeah, since last year. I <laughs> feel like as soon year. as Ronda showed up, we were like, this is the opportunity for women to main event WrestleMania because Ronda Rousey is such a draw. And especially after, you know, the WrestleMania match she had last year with Triple H and Stephanie, we knew she was such a, a yeah. natural in the ring and being able to bring that. Um, we were just like, yeah, it was only a matter of time and they wasted no time. Yeah, for sure. It, it was. It was really, really like... Uh, you know, a crowning moment on Monday. I think a lot of people were very, very happy. A lot of people were very upset. Here's my thing with the narrative behind that is that what did y'all, what did people think it was going to be? Like, there's a narrative behind this. There's a narrative that, listen, I I had no idea. This road to mania is very, very, you know, self explanatory that they were going to be the main event. This road to mania is very, like, toxic. If like as far as fandoms are concerned, like mm-hmm. the fandoms have been very, very, very toxic this year. Uh, of course, there are people that don't want Ronda in the main event. They don't Why? want Charlotte in the main event. <laughs> what they don't? You you live in some dark area of the internet. They think well, things, it's the man. same. It's the same. It's the same pocket that you live in. They want Kofi to main event Mania and close the show. Well, no, no one has said that they want Kofi to be champion. No, we'll, no, we'll get, we'll no. I've seen I've seen people say they want. I don't know what dark pocket of the internet you live in, but I haven't seen that. Yeah, listen, I haven't seen that please, take. Somebody, please tweet meals with the tweets that people of people saying that. that oh yeah, Kofi give me the tweets. Is the is the bigger is the bigger storyline fucking lying out their teeth? You give me give me the tweets, man. Give me. The but tweets. even still, uh, all all three women did the the press rounds at ESPN this week uh, to hype up the main event. 
uh, I think it's a good idea for them to do this earlier than later instead of waiting a week to, to say that it was going to be the one closing it out. This is a monumental uh, occasion. I can only imagine the video packages that they're preparing for this. Like, I'm very ready to, to cry, honestly. I don't think I'll cry, but I think I'll be very, very proud, especially of Becky and Charlotte. I mean, Rhonda, to me, it was aforementioned. It, it, to me, it was no doubt in my mind that she would main event WrestleMania just for the sure star power and the intensity and the name that she brings. But just for Charlotte and Becky, who we've literally seen, we've watched over the last years, we've watched, we've watched Charlotte's first match. We've watched Becky with this Irish chicken gimmick. Um, we watch everything from NXT and then they kind of getting into the WWE and their kind of awkward footing of how they landed and just the full evolution of them as characters. Mm-hmm. Fully of Charlotte not being that great on the mic and having had to have Ric Flair there. And now she's incredible. She's a presence. She's a one woman show on her own. We have Becky, who seems to have found a character and seems to have found a real trend and found a real natural sort of fit for her that kind of works. If Ronda Rousey, who's just the the the, the extra natural. She's, she, natural. she's just the extra layer on the cake of this women's evolution thing, um, which is probably trademark. But this <laughs> entire you just entire thing, and it's it's just three elements that kind of bring it all together. It's a it's a real win for the division. And I think yeah, it's a real win for WrestleMania. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, you, you have to take into account everything that is taken for these women to get here. And we said it before a couple of weeks ago, we might not like the way that it was built. We might not like the story anymore, but there is no damn way that you're going to deny how important this is. And this is a huge moment um, just for, you know, for women, for the business. Like this puts the, the, the spotlight on a lot of other companies to do this and, and take that step and say, you know, this is, it's time that this type of shit happens and it needs to happen more than once a year. You know, um, they've taken so many strides and, you know, a lot of people have always, you know, given WWE shit, us included for going two steps forward, two steps, two steps back. This is a, an, an, a, you know, an example of them forced, you know, four steps forward. And right. you, I can't think of anyone better, um, to carry this than these three women. I mean, there's Becky who was, you know, if you asked, us last year you if you told us last year that she was in the fucking main event this year we would have laughed at you honestly we would have been like how the fuck is that gonna happen and we've literally witnessed it happen i mean i i think we all we had a shoe in it was gonna be charlotte and ronda and we, we did there was nothing else you know but yeah. now we, we, we get becky in that equation and i think they're gonna tear the fucking house down they're gonna they're really gonna do they're, they're gonna have a classic and i'm i'm excited to see it i agree uh, as well. Next up, the Bella Twins have a podcast. Uh, have you listened to it? You haven't had a chance to listen to it? No, you haven't listened to it. You haven't listened to Bella's podcast. You haven't listened to it. No, I mean, no, I have not listened to it yet. I'm, I'm actually kind of... Um, so I, I, I pulled it up on iTunes right now. They have a little one-minute trailer. Are you interested in hearing what they're saying or what the trailer is about in this podcast let it run because i got a quote that i want to i want to say before we go to the next point it's just a season one trailer so hold on okay hey guys it's brie and nikki you may know us as wwe superstars or from our shows on e total divas and total bellas but right now we cannot wait to tell you what we have coming up next that's right. We're turning off the cameras and we are turning on our mics what? with zero filters for the Bellas Podcast. 
Wow, we sounded so cute. Ew. No, you said it way wrong. To be honest, we're twins. I feel like we just always say it the same. Yeah, but I didn't like how you said it. Okay, well, here we go. The Bellas Podcast. Was that yeah. sexy for you, Nicole? Yeah, podcast is to be like fierce free. Oh. I'm going to end it right there. Um, they sound like so dead. They sound literally like they're being forced. So here's the thing. Which I'm, I don't think they are forced to, but I think they're definitely exploring. There's this, you know, we live in the age of content and things like that where people feel like they need to jump out and start delivering content. They do have a YouTube channel. Um, I think this all spun out after the Total Bellas finale when Nikki Bella announced that she is 100% retired from the ring. So she's not coming back, um, even though I don't really hate Nikki Bella in the ring, to be honest with you. But she's yeah, not coming back. We all back. hate Brie. We all hate Brie. Yeah, we, we simply just hate Brie. Um, and I feel like Brie should retire after the last year that she had all the hate well, that she got for well, kicking she, Liv Morgan in the head. <laughs> she literally said that when she was uh, training on the show, I, I've grabbed a couple quotes. Uh, she said that she didn't spend a lot of time in the ring when she was training. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. And that, then makes, she, that makes sense. And she blames that as a reason why. But then she also turns around and says, oh, it's the fans' fault why it was a bad return. Another big quote. Well, the quote I really want to get to is uh, Daniel Bryan quizzing them. He actually shows up on the show on the first episode. Oh, well, well, yes. It was, oh, he shows up on the first episode of yeah. the podcast. Yeah, he shows up on the first. Oh, yeah, the well, show podcast. Same thing. Huh. Uh, he quizzes them on the, who the president of Russia is. Nikki says Victor Pu- uh, Victor Putin, and Bree okay. says Sarah Palin. No way. I, I'm looking at it right here. <laughs> nah, that has that's fake. This is for TV. I, 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 I am not going to listen to it to see the tone of their voice in which they said that. So here's the thing. And, and I, I like that you bring that up about tone of voice. They don't have the podcast voice. Even just listening to that trailer, kind of cringy. Um, yep. if very natural, very phone sex. I don't think they have podcast personalities, but I do wish them the best in all of their future endeavors related to this podcast because, I mean... All you really got to do is start a podcast and, and 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 just see where it goes. And they already have a, a built-in fan base. They already have people who kind of want to hear all the unfiltered and the cameras are off. And you know, my God, Nikki, you're so bad. Like, but that like, was but <laughs> it's a. It'll be interesting to see how they goes. I mean, they're already lapping us in terms of like ratings and. <laughs> it's already number one. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, well, listen, it is what it is. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure they'll have guests. I'm sure they'll have. Um, they'll get a nice little sound bite from a couple people. They'll definitely get the wrestling rounds. You know, they'll be included within all the you know, the talk is Jericho's and the something to wrestle with and the is Coca Banner still doing this podcast? I don't know, but I'm sure they'll be included with all of that. The chasing. Glory with Leon Garcia, which is apparently the new hotness on the streets. Yeah, I heard they they be dropping the tea on that shit. Oh, well, Lillian Lillian Garcia really like Oprah out here. She really be having them <laughs> pouring out their souls. <laughs> they be crying. Everybody be crying. At show. I was like, yo, Leo Rush was about to cry the show last. <laughs> I was like, Lillian, what are you doing, baby? Come on, it's a podcast. I came here. I think it's that everyone, everybody loves everybody loves Lillian. Like I used to have such a big crush on Lillian, bro. Really. Yeah, bro. When, remember the time she like fell off the the apron? Is you heard? Ah! Yeah, <laughs> Charlie Hawk. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> that was so whack. 
Oh my god, yo, Charlie Haas, what a name of the 2000s. Oh um, my god, but yeah, uh, I mean, we went way podcast. too long on this. The Bellatrix yeah, the podcast, <laughs> we did, we did, we did. Sorry, but yeah, you know, very meta conversation we're having right now. Tell, tell us how it is. Uh, next up. Kenny Omega is on a promo run uh, because of his new documentary that has is actually airing tonight, uh, has premiered on TSN Network in Canada. Um, a couple of his choice quotes, and and I guess I'll you know I'll Good say for him. I feel like he's not a he's not a. I don't think we get enough of like yo he's from Canada. Let's all canonize him as much as we can. But go ahead, go ahead, run, keep going. I'll I'll say a couple things and. He, so just a couple of points that I that I've kind of written down, that, um, and I'll, I'll ask you what uh, you think about what he said. Uh, first off, he said he, he's he's not interested in w, in the WWE. He, he's not interested. Just just doesn't want to go now. How do you feel about that? Um, you know, we had this conversation a while ago when it was time for that crossroads of AEW and WWE, and he said he's not. I mean, we we had this conversation. I did see, I did see a one minute clip of him saying why he wouldn't join WWE. Yes. Um, and that's a lot of. I don't know if that was your next quote. If you want to get into that, or oh, you can like get to, you can go ahead and get into it. I I, I just kind of condensed it into that. I mean, I feel like a lot of it is fluff because he's also he's contradicted himself, and because he said that right, but then like right after he signed the, the, the lack of creative control is what we're yeah. referencing yeah and, and you know but he was very he's i mean what did he, what did he say a couple months ago he was like i was i was real close to signing like they gave me a lot and i was like so which one was it i, I think that's why i didn't mention that i was like, i just felt like it was a bunch of it was a bunch of talk and, and, and posturing because of his position right now so i feel like here's how i feel like to me um we had this conversation before on if kenny omega would choose aew and wwe and i think we brought up the same points that he brought up in the show but i do feel like i mean do it for as for kenny omega i'm like yo do what's best for you i like, to be honest with you if i if it was between i'm sure he's getting cash Nonetheless, I'm sure he's getting broken off. Nonetheless, now it would have been great to see him in the WWE because I feel like this is a great time to join the WWE right now. Um, with everything that's going on, with the entire excitement surrounding WrestleMania, with the entire excitement just surrounding around everyone in the company, there's so many stars, there's so much money to be made, there's so much talent, and there's so much things, and there's so many people that he hasn't faced yet. But the AEW brand, I mean, they promised him creative control. They're giving him a lot of money. I think he's the ability to get on the ground floor of something new, similar to what AJ Styles, you know, had his career in TNA. I think he's kind of modeling it after that. Um, he's just going to do what's best for him. I, mean, I have no, like, strong, like, ill feelings for him because I'm just like, uh, I mean, yeah. let him do what he got to do. Like, it's, yeah, it's I don't, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I'm just, I mean, there's a part of me that also doesn't care, but it's just like, yo, if you're going to join AEW, whatever, I'm still going to join WWE. You're the one who says like, fuck it, we ball. Like, or, yeah. so it's like, to me, it's not a major loss because it's not something that we've ever had. Would I have liked him to see in WWE? Sure. I thought it would be very, very intriguing. Um, I think the Kenny that I think the Kenny the AEW is about to or the yeah, the Kenny the AEW is about to get is gonna be a very Kenny, a very different Kenny than what we uh what we saw in 2016 anyway. So well, yeah. To to me, the success of AEW kind of depends on the talent of their roster. And they still, while they have Chris Jericho, I feel like they need much more pull in terms of just star power. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of happens within the next few first months. But I mean, they've got Kenny Omega and they've got Chris Jericho. That's kind of really the main 
attractions to the show. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens afterward. They really have to get more though. Like they need to get like a lot more. Um, or else there's really going to be no sense in watching this. You, you unless you want to watch new Japan to circa 2018 through 19 over again. Um, there's really no point in watching this. Uh, he also says uh, within that same breath that uh, he doesn't, that they, you know, he was asked by John Pollock in one interview, uh, you know, what, what's the, you know, it's, it was 18 years since, you know, Nitro had been taken over, WCW been bought. Uh, what's the, what, you know, what could you say, you know, what, what's, what's the changes that AEW is going to make? What's the, what's the difference? And he said the AEW, uh, they're not looking to compete with the WWE. But kind of like prefaced it with other people may have different motivations. So it's like, it's still like weird, you know, it's very weird. The way that they speak, the way that a lot of the, the top guys in AEW speak, they they don't seem like they they know what the other one's thinking. Well, no, I don't think I I don't think they do. I really don't think they do. To me, this is entirely new and getting off the ground, and I think they really don't know what the hell is going to happen. Um, but yeah, I really don't think they know what's going. I really don't think like they have an idea, but in terms of just like okay, how are we doing stories? How are we doing things? I'm sure they're working on it, but it's like I really don't know what's going on. Right. Uh, next up, he said, uh, there's a real story, a real story, quote unquote, behind his new, new Japan pro wrestling departure, uh, that he's, I mean, he's always declined to tell the real story behind why he left the way that he did and the manner that he did. I mean, he lost, uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, it never showed back up, never said goodbye, just straight up dip. Um, I guess I could take over for this one. I, I think that there might be a, a big story, but I don't think the story is anything more than me and my boys held up your company for a whole year with will they, won't they, and rumors about a new, a new, you know, business, a new company that they were going to start. And then when it came time to do it, you guys all fucking left and you left, you left the company dry. That's the real story. I don't know what, what other real story there can be other than that. Yeah, he, he's been, he's been very vague and very like loosey goosey with like talking about Harold and the, and the other top brass in new Japan it look it's the story is exactly what we think it is and exactly what it looks like is that you guys dip on this company like it, right you know, but at the same but i also feel like but it's not like something that up. i will say that the their contracts were up yeah they were it's not like it's something where they just like we out and we want out of our contracts like their contracts are up they chose not to resign they moved on to a different company where they're trying to build i get it like it happens Literally, I mean, when you look at even, you know, sports history or even wrestling history in itself, like Hogan, Macho Man, everyone leaving WWE for WCW or, you know, you know, in TNA style, Smojo, everyone leaving TNA for WWE and or, you know, all this other stuff, ROH, everyone leaving for WWE. I feel like these things necessary. They, they happen. I understand why they happen. Um, I don't feel sort of any, maybe it's cause I'm not invested in new Japan, but I really don't feel any sort of ill. And plus they did all they could in new Japan. Like we're really going to see like another year of Omega versus Okada, you know, versus, I feel like they've done everything that they could. I'm not caping for them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. fully caping for them, but it's a sense of just like, I'm intrigued in what's going to happen just cause it's a new company. And I'm just intrigued generally on the, intrigue of just the mystery surrounding it um i don't know what's gonna happen i want to see what's gonna happen if they fall flat on their face i will laugh (laughs) uh if they don't i mean 
Godspeed. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's like watching a new. It's 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 rare to see a new wrestling promotion being built in 2019 in front of our eyes and kind of how they're going to maneuver it, especially one at this level. Like they're immediately starting like at the third or fourth sort of tier and like wrestling in the United but States. They're not, this, they're not starting on the, on the, on the third or fourth tier because that's really where they are. They're starting there because the fans keep telling them that they're, that they're there. Everybody but the, since knows they're not, they're not there right now. They don't even have a TV deal. This is true. No TV. Impact has a TV deal. So they're below. I mean, if you want to call that, t- oh, let me not, let me not, <laughs> let me not. Uh, well, let, well uh, impacts on Twitch, by the way. I don't know if you. Uh, I mean, they got a deal, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> impacts on Twitch every A-W- Friday nights. AEW on Hulu, mother. Twelve to two on <laughs> twelve to two Friday nights. Impact um, on Twitch. But shout out to Kenny Omega uh, for, for his, his documentary. I'm pre- I, I heard it's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to check it out uh, sometime this weekend between all of my other commitments to the 18 shows I'm doing this week. Uh, next up, Jim Ross. <laughs> where, where, where do we start with, with Mr. Ross? Okay. Jimothy Ross. Um, let's see. James Ross. Jim. So after after you know we all had a, a great moment with with uh, Kofi Mania re- being fully realized on on Tuesday. I know uh, I did. I don't know about you, but I know I did. Jim Ross, shut the fuck up. Jim Ross, <laughs> Jim Ross got on Twitter, and you know this pasty face, melt face. Wow. Okay. All right. Have some respect. He's an elder. Hold on. Fuck I don't respect my elders. I'm Cameron. I don't respect <laughs> my fucking elders. You know what he said on Twitter? He what said. Said race should have never been brought into the Kofi Kingston storyline. It's a classic underdog story. Race, politics, uh, race, religion, and politics have no place on wrestling TV. He said and he spelled out wrestling because that's oh, yeah. what that's of course that's how you get your incel fans to to get behind. Wow. You. Okay. Wrestling uh, TV in my all opinion. the spice. Listen, hope to see. But no, 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 no. The most funny part is right below that he's promoting a show with him and Jerry the King Lawler, King racist. Okay. Fuck Jim Ross. (laughs) Oh my god, that's a start to either. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Race has no place in professional wrestling. So that in its own could be misconstrued in a million different ways. (laughs) And he should really think of the things he says before he says it, because in 2019, just really. To ignore race and professional wrestling, to ignore the stories of different people you know, in, the, in the United States, the, the, the look of our country and the look of the world, quite honestly, where people of color are doing amazing things. And not to say, like, yo, white people aren't doing amazing things, but there's but let me let me finish. Let me finish. my Let me finish my inspiring story before you come down with the sauce. Race was not even brought up in the storyline at all. <laughs> it was it. So hold on, hold on, hold on. So let's I don't know if we want to talk about this now, but there was a big E promo. Yeah, I remember that. That that's not considered like they didn't even bring that up on the show, you know? That was that was part of building the storyline. I, I honestly I I do personally don't, I feel like he shouldn't have done that. But, but I he did. So that's the thing though. WWE did not acknowledge that. Let's just be clear. They well, did not acknowledge that. 
I feel like they didn't acknowledge it directly, but they acknowledge it indirectly because spinning off of that promo is the whole we might quit type of deal, which sparked the entire intro to SmackDown. So the point everyone, especially everyone was, you know, quick to say like, oh, everyone who says it is about race. Look at this Big E promo, Big E promo right here. Um it, it got it made its rounds on sort of social media, and that could possibly be what Jim Ross is referencing. But um, do I feel like it should have been done? I agree with you; it shouldn't have been done. It, it just it, to me, it muddies up the entire thing. And yeah. um, I do think race has a place in professional wrestling. Um, I do not. I'm I'm not an advocate of those sort of undertones being you know sort of incorporated in the storylines unless the result is the person coming from under winning um because then you look like racist assholes um, WWE doesn't have to mention it and the thing is i'm glad that they're not mentioning it, it it's not in my opinion it would be very cringy if they yeah, did it's not for them to talk about you know and that's 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 why on the other end of the biggie thing i'm like okay he shouldn't have done it, but he should have done it, you know? Where it's like, he's, he's the person that should be talking about it. But I don't think WWE should say, oh, first black champion. I agree. I agree. I 100% say that. They, so, they say it. no, they shouldn't say it. But I don't believe that sort of race, religion, and in, in, in politics, I mean, when, yes, you want to detach from society, but I do believe that they have a place in professional wrestling. Politics, look at, no. Politics, no. Politics, no. Especially with you've seen, yeah, WWE is wild with the politics, and they've chosen to ignore politics. I.e., Linda McMahon. Um, but I do believe, just in general, that the stories of various people. I mean, even the New Day, um, Oscar Shinsuke, Mustafa Ali, just the stories that are told from different perspectives of people in America and all over the world. I feel like America is much different than it was in 1980. And the great white, the great, I'm about to say great white hope, wow. the great, the great big baby face and the, the, the great thing is no longer just this like strong jawed chiseled white man. Um, it is people of different races, people of different colors, people of different things, and they all have their different stories and they all express that through these promos. And that's kind of what I saw in the opening promo on SmackDown and through Big E's promo and just saying, it's less about race and more about the experiences that they kind of go through and the experiences of having to deal with this kind of prejudice and dealing with this type of like, you know, not being considered because of people like us and where we've come from, people like us never make it out of the thing. So in that, in that case, we're telling these stories of these various people. And I do think that's where it's kind of has its place because you want to tell these stories and you want to expose the world. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a new world. It's not 1980. It's not 1970. It's not even 1990 anymore. It's a new world. And I think Jim Ross isn't quite understanding of that yet. Remember what Taz said about Jim Ross? What did Taz say about Jim Ross? I thought Taz was black for a long time. I don't know if I'm the only one. This is what I'm going to say. I mean, just like the great, the great man Taz said, I'd slap you in the face, but God already beat Whoa, me. Oh, okay. No, relax. I'm a, a, as soon as I knew where you were going, <laughs> play on the field. That was kayfabe. That was not real. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but Joe, I did think I did. I think think Taz was black for a long time. I, I think 
I thought Taz was black before I ever knew what Italian was. Apparently, <laughs> I knew I knew Taz wasn't black from the way he was getting his ass whipped. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I knew Taz wasn't black when when Rob Van Dam pulled the uh, pick pick a hand game on him. Oh my god! <sighs> okay, all right. JoJo Offerman is pregnant. Okay, Oof. now. Uh, <laughs> Oof. I, I think that's that's self-explanatory. She's uh, congratulations to her and the baby's father, who is Bray Wyatt. Uh, yes, I mean they're, they're are they married yet? No, it's kind of the baby's dad. Oh, 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 sure. That that that's why the, the sirens is on right now because you okay. too many questions, sir. <laughs> sir, what do you mean I'm asking too many questions? Too many I want to know. <laughs> too many questions, my man. They've yeah, kept yeah. us in the dark for so long. Well, you're not and, in the dark no more. And now jo- jo- JoJo's preggaeton, as my friend Carlos would say. She's she's a uh, shout out to Two Belts, uh, but she is due in June. She's so, due in June. Yeah, she's it's going to be a June pay per view, baby. Wow, she's going to be a backlash, baby. She's Yo, <laughs> money in the bank, baby. <laughs> money in the battleground, baby. Yeah. Is the, um, is the baby going to get the red the mini pony or no? I, I, we, we are spicy today. Let me just tell you. <laughs> I think you're spicy and you're dragging me into this, but <laughs> you know, shout out to congratulations to Jojo, you know, very, uh, I would say, I don't want to say I'm not surprised. That's very mean to say, isn't it? I'm not surprised because I would do the same, Bray. Shout out to <laughs> There you go. I think that's how we can end it. Bray Wyatt's still, we're just going to consider his not on TV paternity leave for the last like <laughs> for the last like eighteen paternity. months. <laughs> paternity leave. We are spicy, bro. He's on paternity leave, bro. I mean, as long as he is, he's off TV for as long as I can remember. Uh, before some some house cleaning things before we start with our Raw SmackDown review. Uh, Walter and Pete Dunn is official for NXT Takeover New York. And uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black did win the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Invitational, and they will face the War Raiders at NXT TakeOver as well. This card is fucking crazy. Big stacked. It is stacked to the max, and I can't wait to actually see everything on this card. There are no bathroom breaks. But I might take a bathroom break during the War Raiders entrance or something. Pee in the cup, boy. You better pee in the cup. Tell Jamal, like, keep lookout. You You know, know, I was, we've been debating what's the bathroom or food break. There ain't There is none. There isn't one. You got a a two out of three falls match, though. So I would do it during the first fall. Yeah, I would would definitely do it during the first fall. Of course, yes. Um, So turn up. Turn up. I mean, NXT is on a different level. And, you know, NXT TakeOver New York, once again, a different level. It's, it's just scary how good this pay-per-view looks. Like, WrestleMania is two days after. They did it. They changed the date on it because they didn't want it's too. It was too hot yeah. the day before. It's way too hot. We can't. <laughs> it, was, it was way too hot. They need to. We need to cool it down with that Hall of Fame ceremony. Oh, no. Shout out to the, shout cool. to the new Hall of Famers, by the way. Oh shit! I, did, I forgot to even put them in the in the run sheet. Uh, the Hart Foundation. Our Hart Foundation. Bret Hart going to be a two time, two time, two time Hall of Famer this year, along with uh, Booker T. So that's dope. He's him. Uh, oh shit! Triple H. Shit! Wow. No, Triple H ain't a two-time yet. Oh, he's a, this is his first time, huh? This is his first time. Shawn Michaels, two-time. Shawn Michaels. Wow, that's crazy. Shawn Michaels, two-times. Yes. Actually, um, was Xbox two-times because with, with the NWO? NWO wasn't. NWO, NWO hasn't been um 
Thankfully, it hasn't been. Uh, Wilding. Oh boy. Oh, right. Right. Because right, um, would have been a two timer or three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, but you know, Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil, Neidhart. You know, great moment in the ring with Natty and and, and Beth. Um, and just kind of you know, absorbing all the emotion and everything like that. So I'm very happy and very proud. Um, Cedar Speak- Hart Foundation. Speaking of Natty and Beth, uh, moving on to Raw. The Mania matches on that side are really starting to con- congeal. Uh, very very interesting week as well with these weekly shows as with Raw. Things happen. You know, SmackDown, things happened. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and like speed through Raw really quick. Uh, a lot of the Mania matches are starting to congeal. Uh, we have Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley for the IC title. Uh, I do believe we're going to... Hold on. Before we start here, did I not say this was... Did I not say this was a direction? I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, did, I yeah. Not say, did I not say that this was... Did I not say two weeks ago, Finn has to beat Bobby himself and not Leo? Did I not say this? Yes, you, you said you, that. You like, how do you feel? And I said, I feel nothing because I know that this is this is what's going to happen. He's going he's gonna to get the title shot. I said this, right? Yeah. All right. Not, oh. I don't I, so here's my thing, Mills. You don't like to give me my props. You don't like to give me my respect. What do you mean, give you the props? You don't like, he, you don't like to I, I asked you, how did you feel about him losing the championship? And I and you responded accordingly. I don't yeah. get what props are. What am I giving you props for? Just props say, just are free. Say, Justin, just say, Justin, you were, you were right. I, I get where you were coming from. So well, yeah. I don't stress. I don't get you know what? I get where you're coming from. Okay. I don't fully understand in some points, but overall, I believe in the story that Finn Balor, yes, has to beat Bobby Lashley one on one. Now, you know, do I did I think that he needed to lose the title in order to do that? Not really, but here we are. It's it's, it's you had four. Don't weeks say the chase. Show. I'm tired of the chase. You have four weeks to the damn show. Who There's eight chases on on the show. We don't. We didn't need eight chases. But but here's my thing, Mills. What the fuck was he gonna do for three three and a half weeks? What was the man, he? Do? The man has literally been facing Elias and and, and, and Jinder Mahal and all the other. He's people. He's in the like, actual storyline now. So like, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, he's in the storyline. I mean, it's not. Why are you acting like they can't finesse him to keeping the title for three weeks? Hop on your girl DMs. No, what are you talking about, bro? You hate for, Finn Balor. I don't hate Finn Balor. You love Finn Balor. I love Finn Balor. Yeah, I do. You love him in a way that is a uh, stand worthy. Wow, you That's know he stands for Finn. Him and Kenny Omega are the only two people that I have merch of, and I actually have two Finn Balor shirts. So you might be right. You stand for Finn. I know you do. It's all right. It's I got an right. NXT Finn shirt, and I got a main roster Finn shirt. Listen, it's a, it's it's fine to stand for Finn. Well, here's the thing. Do you think the demon's coming? I mean, he's, he's got to be the year, right? You're the demon. It's got to be. I, th- I think if they if they do if they do the demon coming out and beating Bobby Lashley in 15 seconds like they did at SummerSlam, I'm giving it seven stars. Okay. Wow. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's that is stars. unfortunate. But it, you know, do I think the demon's coming out? Hmm. Oh God, I hate you. I don't know. I don't know. Well, do I, I don't know. I think there's obviously going to be like some type of beat down angle or beat up angle on on the goal. If they do that, then yes, I would say okay, we're telegraph for the demon. But um, he seems. I mean, he he beat Bobby Lashley and Jinder Mahal in a handicap match, so I don't even know why he, he would even need it. Jinder 
and 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 Bobby beat his ass like beat his ass right after. So I mean, obviously he's gonna need a little bit extra help to to, to help him out here. I think it's I think it's a good story. I think you should just keep watching. Uh, next up, Drew Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns is official. Big Drew versus you know Big Joe. Um, <laughs> I, I, a lot of people don't like the personal angle that they're taking, but I think Drew is playing this very well, and I think this is the the hottest Drew has seen in a while. You know, it's weird watching them in the ring with one another because it's like obviously Roman Reigns is very like stripped back, and like Drew McIntyre has this weird overcoat on, <laughs> and it's just it just look just the look of it is very very interesting. How do you feel about how they're doing Dean Ambrose on the way out? <laughs> the man is. Taking every kick to the face on the way out. He's literally he's leaving the company and hitting every step on the way down. Like I thought he was dead last week. I was like, did they kill him off in that in that fall? They bring game? him back. They bring him back just to kill him again. I mean, I mean, this he's not scheduled for anything uh, at Mania. I think if anything, he might play a part in the Drew uh, the Drew match. I th- mm-hmm. And if I if I had my money, if I had my druthers, if you will. I'd, I would love for the Shield to be in Seth's corner for his match. Honestly, I, I don't think that he's. I, I think that if he's not booked on Mania, there is a there is somewhere for him to be. There is a place for him on that show, and I think those are two places where having the two having the Shield come out or having Drew, uh, uh, fucking Roman and Dean come out in Seth's corner, it would be a tremendous look, you know, for for that match. So I think that even if he's not booked, there, there's something for him on that show, you know. I've yeah I I agree I feel like um I don't know what Dean's role will be at Mania if there even is one because he is leaving after Mania um but I feel like there's there's definitely got to be a way to sort of let him go I feel like maybe we do it the night after Mania to be honest with you maybe he that's his swan song I think that would be a good place to kind of do it yeah it would and maybe to introduce somebody new also yeah um braun is in the andre the giant battle royal uh the he is one of the three participants so far with michael shea and colin juice who jost i'm sorry who i really I, I like those two they they do a really good job i like to cut of his jib yeah i like this colin joe's guy listen yeah. we need an affable white guy and his very centered and knowledgeable black friend and i feel like this is just what we've missed on monday night raw to me people some people didn't like it i don't get it i thought this was hilarious yeah um (laughs) not like side splitting hilarious but at the same time it's like very like not hilarious but hilarious in the way that colin knows how to deliver the lines and get the heat his timing is great yeah his the way he yes he knows how to deliver heat fantastic it feels like he's he i don't know if he is a wrestling fan but it kind of feels like he is yeah he is just, I, well, michael is i don't know about colin okay because it kind of just feels like he knows the right beats to hit and maybe that's just comedy and maybe that's just tv and all the other stuff but he knows the right beats to hit and he know he just comes off to me, it's funny. If there were still GMs for Raw, I would want him for GM for Raw. He is hilarious. 100%. He is he is just him and Braun playing off each other. This could be the the, the Kane versus the Kane and um Pete Pete uh, Rose, Pete Rose. Rose feud. Pete Gass. You about to say Pete Gas? I was about to say I don't know what I was going to say, but Peter Guns. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be definitely one of those feuds. I love it. I love it. Colin Jones, I fave it. All right, so those matches were set up effectively on this uh, on this episode. Uh, also, Kurt Angle tried to turn the clock back, and the fucking clock broke. <laughs> Let me write that down on the list. 
<laughs> I'm spicy today, baby. That Samoa Joe match was trash. <laughs> Listen, man. He's on his way out. Just let him go. <laughs> Joe looked to be on his way out, too. That motherfucker looked tired two minutes in. So they're both. All right. So TNA was a very long time ago. Um, they're, they're, I mean, their matches almost happened 15 years ago. Like the, 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 the set of, you know, tr- set of Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe matches that kind of happened when Kurt Angle entered, you know, TNA. It's almost, it's like, but it's like you're putting two corpses out there. Essentially. Joe's only good on the mic. I think I knew Joe wasn't where he was after them Finn matches, and there was re- people trying to call him fire. I don't yeah. understand. It's just it wasn't good. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> it's a the, well, yes, in in terms like that, yes, it was very bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that's the end of it. It wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. I applaud them for trying. I applaud them for putting all of these matches on that we would rather see than Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. But yeah, yeah, it was bad. Pretty bad. Uh, you know what else was bad? The Riot Squad. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mention the, the. Well, I think the the, the, the beat the clock ball. challenge for nothing for 15 minutes of the, of the show. Uh, listen, man, if I was a Riot Squad at this point, like to rehab them, honestly. Also, the 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 outcome of this match does not matter because of because of Tuesday at all. I I'm, I've I've written this match. Where are they beating the clock for? Exactly, they were beating the clock for. I, I, I guess it was to, to set up Charlotte, like, want, like giving Charlotte yet another L, basically. Because uh, I mentioned this a couple of days ago on Twitter. I was like, Charlotte has been taking a lot of L's. And I think that when people start to take a lot of L's, that's when you should start looking at them. It's classic wrestling booking one-on-one. Uh, most recently, it happened with Andrade, who took that big-ass losing streak, and then he won the NXT title. It's just it's basic wrestling. It's basic wrestling. I don't know if it's Trump. basic wrestling, but I feel like they were trying to figure out a way. How can you have Charlotte lose but not actually lose the match? Well, well I'm saying that's a part of the that's a part of what they were doing, which they've been doing with Charlotte since fucking September. But they're trying to. They're not having her outright lose. They're just having her not look as good as the other two. And that's um, yes, but I'm saying it's a part of what they've been doing with her. Yes. I agree with what you're, what you're saying with the beat the clock, but as a whole, they've been setting Charlotte up as this grandiose loser who keeps getting opportunities. And that was just another example. Do you keep the right squad together or you break them apart? Um, turn Ruby face, uh, keep Liv and Sarah heel. I don't know what you do with Sarah. Honestly, I think there's some, something there with Liv on because her, she has a good look, but uh, I, I think if these, if this team is together after the, uh, after the brand split, I'll be very surprised. I think they're going to break them up. Honestly, I think it's time also. Um, I could see, I feel like if they, the thing is, it's like they break them up. I think they're going to flounder, but if they keep them together, Ruby won't. If they keep them together, there's an opportunity to sort of tell that like, okay, we've been through this rough patch. Now we're figuring it out. But I don't think they'll do that because they've really just been feeding them to every competitor who matters in some sort of big feud or anything like that. Here's the thing. You can't move them and keep them heel either. Because if you move them to SmackDown, SmackDown's like they've got enough there. I think Here's what you do. You move one of the the Absolution girls, you move one of the, 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 the Riot Squad girls, and you keep it very kosher with that. 
I think Ruby gets moved to SmackDown, to be honest with you. Mm. I think she's better. I think she's better off there. I think it gives people like Asuka and whoever. Uh, you got to, you got to, the work rate goes up, definitely. Yeah, 100%. I think there aren't enough women there for the Charlottes and the Oscars to dance with. And um, I, I, if we are assuming Becky will be on Raw post Mania, then they're going to definitely need some work rate there. Yeah, I agree. Um, Seth Rollins, his, pro, his promo uh, on on Raw this week, I thought was very solid at the end. Um, I I think that him being a pure babyface, very very good. Um, I, I I have no problems with this program at all. I, I surprisingly, I think they're building it up naturally. I, I think this there is a modicum of doubt there with Seth and Brock, with Brock getting the upper hand on Seth uh, consistently. I, I really do think that if we were to choose of all of the the matches that they're going to do, I, I think Seth will win this match. I'm a little iffy on Becky, and I'm I'm definitely iffy on Kofi, but I do think Seth will win this match. I say if there's any part of the three and there was a discussion, I mean, we've had this discussion on chat, we've had this discussion on the timeline, okay. and it's whether Seth, the stories of, you know, the stories of Seth, Becky, and Kofi, can it all happen on the same show? Um. Odds would say no. Um, I would love it for all to happen on the same show, but I would also love a million dollars and a brand new car, and that might not happen. Um, I would say, to me, with the story that's going in, if there was anyone that would probably, if I feel like if one of them had to lose, it would end up being Seth. Mm-hmm. And that would only be because... Well, there's a lot of Roman back up, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're gonna, they're gonna, <laughs> gonna feed him. They're gonna, probably gonna feed Brock to Roman again, which we build it up for SummerSlam again, baby. There's a bigger program there. If you, where's the thing? Well, well, let, let's fantasy book here. Let's say Seth does lose. So does that mean Seth goes to SmackDown? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he should. Yeah, why not? He's been on wrong way too long, and it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, right. Like, I, in that case, I'd be okay with that loss. You move Seth to SmackDown, move AJ to Raw, and then you're you're able to have you're able to have a, a program with, with Seth and whoever Seth and Andrade. So, like that's the work that's the workhorse show. If people don't fuck with Seth's uh, you know work rate, put him on that show and let let him see what the guy can do. I love that idea. Um, but with that, it's like I don't think they're going right back to Roman Brock. That's I'm just not I'm not convinced yet. That's not really what I'm seeing right now. It looks as they looks as though to me they're they're slowly integrating Roman in and shooting him up to a universal title shot is not what I'm thinking. Also, you got to remember Saudi Arabia's in a month, mm-hmm. so who's gonna go to that? And you know, you know they only want the big bees out here in Saudi Arabia, man. Yeah, so it's like I think Seth could win, but it's gonna be it's gonna be real, real, real weird. You know, it's gonna be very weird. But I think of all of them, I'll put my hat in the I'll put my hat in the ring and say I think Seth's gonna win out of the two. Um, but I did love this. I, not love, but I did like this this pro, pro, uh, promo that he had uh, on, on Monday. And finally, um, excellent revival versus Black and Ricochet match. I think these these two once again they they've proven that they can they can go in the ring. Uh, I can't wait until after Mania to see where they go. Right. Uh, let's go to SmackDown. Oh wait! Hold on. A few more things from Raw. I'll just some quick things. I'll just do some quick things. Um, Triple H's promo, hilarious. Um, Oh yeah, I forgot. I didn't like that. I didn't like his promo. You didn't like? I really want what I want. What I want. What I really, really want. He was too deaf comedy jam. 
Oh, wow. Death, okay. All right. Well, this explains the Kofi thing that we'll talk about later in the show. Um, but the I like that promo. I liked um, Beth Phoenix actually looking like Beth Phoenix um, <laughs> on Monday Night Raw. It's something that was missing. While you have Beth Phoenix there, she's just going to get beat up by Nia Jax every week. Like, she's Beth Phoenix. And I don't know what they're doing with Elias, but I don't like it. But, yes, that is it. That is it for Monday Night Raw. All right. Uh Wow, SmackDown, huge show. SmackDown, uh, <laughs> oh my god! For the show, we got word uh, a feel-good show for depending who you are, right? Yes, uh, we got word during the show uh, that there was going to be a a definite change. There was going to be a change to something. They were keeping close to the chest. So I I didn't see this at all <laughs> before watching yeah. or reading the show. It's pretty much blasted out that it was going to be a title match and it was going to be Charlotte. And, um, you know, everyone was trying to see where it was going to, ha- you know, what was going to happen, what it was going to be explained. And essentially it goes like this. It, it, the way that it was set up, I have to say, even if you're mad or not, from Monday to Tuesday, this is the strongest thread they've had for this story in a while. Um, whether you agree with what happened or not. Of course, you had Charlotte losing the beat the clock challenge, not even finishing on Monday and being frustrated. So frustrated that she hit Becky. Becky has a promo on Tuesday saying, I bring the people. Ronda brings the Raw title. What does Charlotte bring? Charlotte comes out after the first segment on SmackDown says, I'll show you just how deserving I am of being in this match. Asuka comes out. It is now a women's title match. Unexplained. Of course, I, I'll, and I'll talk about this later. There is probably a reason for this, but it is Asuka versus Charlotte part three. They had another match last yes. year. Yes. Yes. Part- All bangers, by the way. Yes. Uh, that, that last one didn't finish, did it? It was no, new. it didn't have a finish. Um, Charlotte came out with the kendo stick, and yeah. things got a little crazy. Uh, so they had it. They had a fucking phenomenal match. Uh, not quite as good as the first one, but still violent as hell, <laughs> and still very, very physical. Between the, I think Charlotte and Oscar is the best women's combination. Let's keep yeah. it. That's on the, on all rosters, to yes. be honest with you. Yes, it's the that I haven't seen anything like this before. They always pull out, you know, some crazy shit. Even with the counters that Oscar does with Charlotte, these two women respect each other and they give each other a lot. She, like Charlotte lets Oscar beat the shit out of her in these matches. Uh, but of course, Oscar uh, once again taps out to the figure eight, and Charlotte does win the title. So coming into the match at WrestleMania, Charlotte is the SmackDown Women's Championship. Ronda is the Raw Women's Championship. Becky is the Royal Rumble winner. All three of these things congeal to make this probably, in my opinion, the biggest main event, man or women, of like that they've ever had. Both titles. On, well, not on the line. We don't know if they're going to be on the line. I guess we'll wait for Monday to figure that out. Uh... I have been hearing unification rumors. I don't think they will do that. I think they're just doing this to save their ass either way <laughs> because, right. because we know Ronda's leaving. So we have to at least have someone going in that's hot enough to, to go to the other show. But uh, I mean, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about our thoughts on the title change. Uh, Niels, first, I'll start with you and, I, and I'll talk about how I felt about it. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> You dying? You good? You want me to start? Uh, yeah, go ahead and start. Um, when I heard about this, I said people are going to be very mad. People are going to be very upset. People are going to be very hurt. But when you think about, I am all three, by the way. <laughs> I listen. I I'm a little I'm a little more pragmatic about it. I'm a little more. Uh, I don't 
know, even killed about it because it's 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 just when you think about it, let's think about it from an Oscar standpoint. And shout out to Meltzer said what at Meltzer said what on Twitter. He he made a list of most televised singles losses since 2015. Since if people wanted to go there with Oscar, saying that she was, you know, defeated beyond repair. She's had five losses since 2015. Charlotte, Carmella twice, Mandy a month ago, and Charlotte. That's it. Mm-hmm. Those are the only ones. Charlotte, mm-hmm. Charlotte and Carmella being the, those the only two repeated uh, losses. Yes, you could talk about her, you know, her programs or whatever. But she's never been made. She's never been made to be a jobber. To you know, same with Shinsuke Nakamura. Like never been made to be a jobber. Uh, I feel as though when you're booking a match this huge, you have to have all of the ingredients of it. Remember, if you remember correctly, and we mentioned it on the show just a couple of minutes ago, it was always going to be Charlotte and Ronda. Yes, it was always going to be those two. You had to put Charlotte in that match. Becky got hot. Becky got hot. They tried to pull the Charlotte Ronda match at Survivor Series, but it only helped enhance the story until Becky was, was better. You have to have Charlotte in this match. You think they're not going to have her in this match? That's number one. Number mm-hmm. two, and this is a detriment. Again, I do blame Creator for this. You had nothing for Asuka. There was nothing for her. And honestly, the bigger story is bigger than anything Asuka had going on. Because, and I said this a couple weeks ago on the show also, they have motherfucker. They have, they have written themselves into a corner with the situation where Oscar beat Becky and had nowhere else to go because Charlotte immediately went to Raw. <laughs> you know, it's like she had nowhere else to go, and I, I think that like it, it's a tough situation for both the bookers and just the creative in in itself. It's like you have to make this match the biggest match ever because it's the first women's main event. But again, you can't. You know, you have to kind of move to the side. You have to tell a story. And again, this is. I hate to even put it to to people like this. It's it's just about, you know, like I, I it's it's literally just about it's, it's the championship. I know that it sucks. I'm a huge Oscar fan. I love Oscar to death. I think she will be fine. I really do think she'll be fine. I think she will get the title run that everyone wants her to, to be on. But she was not the focus, and she has not been the focus. Even last year, she wasn't the focus. We all knew what the focus was since April of last year. It was always Charlotte. It was always Ronda. Becky is literally the third, the third wheel here, and that's what it was. So, in terms of you know, and I respect everything that you're saying, and some parts I agree with, you know, and some parts I don't. My my entire understanding is make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the entire the unexplained women's championship match, the fact that Charlotte beats Asuka again, and to me, they whether or not Charlotte or or Asuka had something going on, which there was something going on. Um and because there was a you know, number one contenders match originally booked for SmackDown. Now you, at the detriment of the rest of your SmackDown female roster, you bring Charlotte and you have her win the belt without any explanation, with any reason, without any rhyme or reason. There isn't a, she doesn't, no, 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 no. But she doesn't need the belt in the match. You understand that, right? Like she doesn't need the belt to be in this match. The past eight weeks, the past nine weeks, they've been promoing this entire thing about the three of them getting into the tussle and three of them getting into this. Whether Charlotte was what what do she, what does she bring to this match? She didn't. All she has to bring is that she is a seven times women champion. What and a, she's what one if, of the best people on 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 the entire roster. What the if the story's not they, done? What if the, the story's not done? The story could very well not be done. 
But here's the thing, though. You sacrificed pretty much your – it didn't just sacrifice That's the extreme. Oscar. No, no, no. It didn't. You, you sacrificed the entire – you had four women who were anticipating. Mandy and contest. Sonia? <laughs> but so it doesn't matter. Would you, you have, have given a fuck anyway. about that match? Would you have given a fuck about that match? It doesn't matter, though. No, no. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter if, if people would have – Mills, would hold you on. talk about Mandy and Sonya versus Asuka? Hold on. Let me finish. That does not matter because whether – hold on. No, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't give a damn about the AJ Styles and Randy Orton match. It's happening, but I don't care. That, that's not the point. I no, have, that, is the, that is the point that you're trying to make is whether anyone would care about this match or not. About Mandy and Sonya versus Asuka. Do you care about this AJ Styles and Randy Orton match? That's not equivalent. I'm, no, I'm asking. No, that's not as that's not and, a, because you're asking if I care about a match. Yes or no. Just answer me yes or no. No, I'm not answering you yes or no. You know, that's not the answer. That's not AJ. You know, I like I want to see. But what's the all right? So what is Asuka doing now? Because I would have cared about an Asuka match because I like seeing Asuka. Yeah, but what is Asuka doing yeah, now? To go. We don't know. We're this is a week before this is a week before the show. We don't know. What does Asuka do now as a former champion? But here's the thing: you could have had the match. You could have had a match I, I nonetheless. Agree. I agree. I listen. Let me let me finish. Let me finish my point nonetheless. Let me finish, let me finish my point. Let, let me finish my point nonetheless. Let me just finish it. So you I do think it's a detriment to the SmackDown women's roster that you put the title on Charlotte and now there's nothing for any of the women to vie for on the roster. You had an opportunity where you had the rest of the women on the roster. Yes, there is a championship match. Yes, there is a main event. Yes, there is an own separate match that they did on Raw, that they've been jumping on Raw and doing an entire thing. You have four or five women who, despite whether people care about them or not, were going to fight for the number one, for the contendership, for this championship. And yes, that match could have ended up on, it could have ended up on the pre-show. It really could have. It, it didn't matter. That meals, you but but it could have ended up on the pre-show. And but it would have still... Regardless, people, no, would have people regardless. wouldn't have been mad. People are mad now. Meals, meals. It's just a, no, 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 no. Your point doesn't make any... Your point, are you serious? Your point is... Your, you point, right now? your point is that this match shouldn't happen because everyone in this match is irrelevant. I didn't say that's that. not it. You're say saying you're saying, do you care about this match? I said, would you have cared about that match? Was there any stakes to that match? No, there wasn't. So it's irrelevant. That's, that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. You're saying everyone in this match is irrelevant. That's what this. I didn't say Oscar was. That's what this title. That's what this title chat change kind of said. It oh, said that. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't. Say I'm that. not putting words in your mouth. I'm that's saying that's what. And I'm not saying that's what you said. I'm saying this is what this represents. It represents a little bit of irrelevancy with the SmackDown women's roster. And it shouldn't be that way. You had an entire other match. Yeah, Austin yeah. fans and, and people on the internet wouldn't have been upset if she was on it at, at 5 p.m. on the Saturday. Who cares, bro? Are you are you happy? Are you happy that are you happy that you're gonna get Cedric Alexander and Tony Nice also at 5 p.m.? Hell yeah, I am. Exactly. Every, people would have been happy to see an Oscar match, man. You can't. You can't deny. If people would have been of like a Sasha or a Bailey to these people. Like, of course, they would have been pissed off if they. But, so you're saying they're irrelevant you're, because you're saying that. Stop saying irrelevant, Mills. I never. You're not. You're not. You're not saying the word irrelevant, but everything is saying that. Okay, no, it doesn't matter. You're saying would it have mattered? Do you care about these people? That's exactly what you're saying. You're saying, would you have cared about this match oh, if it happened? I cared about the match, not the people. No one's irrelevant here. I'm saying that that match had no heat. Having Charlotte go into it as a champion means that if she does lose the match, she can go to back to fucking SmackDown and lose the title. 
if they put a tag team championship match on this card next week that has no heat, that has no contenders, that has no anything, and they just booked the match on the card, you you would perfectly you would perfectly accept that. You would perfectly accept that. But you wouldn't accept the fact that if if they if they did the same thing with Asuka, it would have been on the card. Name four people. What match would it be? It could be it could be Ricochet and in the revival. Ricochet, Alistair not- Black versus the revival. They, they beat them on Monday. That's not heatless. They beat but, them a month ago too. So Asuka got beaten a month. Asuka got beaten by Charlotte twice. Naomi's a former oh. world champion. I mean, sorry, sorry. Excuse me. Asuka got beaten by Carmella twice. Naomi's a former women's champion. Mandy has beaten Mandy has beaten. Um, Oscar herself and got a title shot last month. You're saying like this match. That's what I'm saying. It's you're you're saying this match. You're not saying the people in it. You're saying this match is irrelevant. Who cares? There has been a three month almost story with Ricochet in the revival, right? So it's not heatless. It, there's been a storyline attached to that. The story- there has been an entire month storyline with Mandy versus Asuka and Sonya versus Mandy hold on, hold on. and Carmella and Naomi. Hold on. The storyline attached to this is Mandy and Mandy messed up her match because Sonya's interference, and Sonya messed up her match because Mandy's interference. That's it. Who the, that's a story. Why are you downplaying their story? Why are you downplaying? That's not to the level of what you just said would be an irrelevant. So you're saying it's you're saying it's irrelevant, and you're saying their story is irrelevant, and you're saying their program is irrelevant. That's what you're saying. All right, bro. Go go down the hill for Mandy fucking Rose. Who can be on Mandy Why does it matter? And you're and you're still downplaying. You're still Charlotte's the fucking goat. That's why. No, no, that's all right. So now you're changing your argument because you are. Yes, you are. Now you're saying that she deserves it, and she's saying that you're saying the reason why she won it is because she's the goat. And this isn't a battle. Nobody lost. So Oscar lost. Oscar lost. The women's on SmackDown lost. They lost, bro. Like that's what it is. It doesn't look right. You're saying sure that payday on on the battle royal they lost. Not everyone. This isn't a fucking participation contest, Mio. Not everyone's gonna be on it. it. Make it make sense. Make that make make putting the SmackDown title. Make putting the SmackDown title on Charlotte make sense. Keep watching. Keep watching. Make it make sense, bro. It doesn't make any sense. It didn't even make any sense going into the match. Keep watching. They literally said, "Here is where you go," and I say, "I understand." Earlier, keep watching. Earlier, and 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 I want to bring this up again. They did the whole Kofi shit where they had the whole female roster say Oscar deserves better, Oscar deserves more. At the same damn time, they did the such and so organic Kofi program. So keep thinking she's getting fucked over, and literally the night after Mania, if she wins the title back, you'll see that they oh WWE just wanted to have both fucking uh, shows champions in the fucking match. That's literally all they wanted. They wanted to have both fucking championships. In the and, match, and and the one and ask everyone me where it makes sense. Let me just let me just let me finish. They want both belts in the same match, the biggest match that they've ever had, where all of the fucking media and press are looking at it. The SmackDown champions in it, and the women and the Raw women champions in it. That's literally all it fucking is. It's not a participation contest. They're not shafting anyone. It's the way this shit goes. It's make literally it the way sense. Keep fucking watching then. Make it. It Oscar's doesn't make sense. Fine. She's going to be it, She doesn't lose often. And I don't, I'm not saying Asuka's not going to be fine. I'm saying 
that she screwed over in this situation. I 100% agree. Kayfabe wise, yes, she was. Yes, she was screwed over. Well, <laughs> yes, okay, was. okay. You know, all right. Worldwise, huh, her check bigger than mine this week. I'm pretty sure she cool with it. All of that is irrelevant because everyone's check is bigger than ours. Listen, you gotta find a new word other than fucking irrelevant. I'm pretty sure she's No, fucking, but it's she's true. A she's a worker. You, but you're saying you're saying everything but the word irrelevant, but you're saying everything around it. Do you think she real life cares about losing a fucking belt? A fake belt? <laughs> I do I don't know. I'm not a wrestler. Exactly. Who can, like it's it's the she's a but you don't know either though. She, she, but you don't know either. You don't know either. People know how this works. People know how this works. You don't know either, bro. It doesn't even to have a smack. I would have rather a smackdown. I mean, it how shit, would shit would I shit would I matter? How would you fuck it? Oh, really? So okay, we're doing that. Okay, you would have had a three way, huh? I would have had a three way. Why not? <laughs> and you're laughing. You're saying everything, but the that this match is irrelevant and the people are irrelevant. But you're hinting towards everything of the rather yeah, fact because you're laughing at their match. People. Never said irrelevant. Said the you never said it. You never match, said it. Match that matches heatless. Charlotte's got more heat going into it. If she beats, who cares, the- bro? She's in the match. She would have had the same heat if the title wasn't there. So cheating out a beloved babyface doesn't give her more heat going into this match. It would have been the same thing. She could have beaten Oscar without the title on the line, and it would have been. The- now it's yeah. magnified. One hundred percent is magnified. But it doesn't make any sense. Make it make sense for me, bro. Keep watching. Make it make sense. I'm not writing the fucking show. Keep watching. 100%. Yeah, go ahead. We'll see. Let's go on to the next thing. Kofi Kingston scoring at WrestleMania. Thanks to his friends. Uh, How do you feel about this program in terms of now it's being the rest of the new day, having to determine the fate of Kofi? Uh, uh, one too many gauntlets for me in the past three months. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Uh, uh, I'm very tired of the gauntlet uh, format. I think I was burnt out on it until the Usos part. I think uh, we've seen these guys against match in matches with these with all of these people before. I, I did appreciate the the urgency of it. I, I thought Xavier was tremendous uh, throughout every single match, though. But I, I'm not. I'm going to admit I was I was kind of burning out in, until the Usos. And uh, one of the coolest segments, one of the coolest spots that I've seen in a, quite some time ever in wrestling when they, when they pretty much said, you know, we respect y'all. Good luck. We forfeit. I thought that was tremendous. I, that's when I was in, I was all in at that point. I thought that was also amazing. And I thought that was a great touch to the story. I liked the little commercial break after it's so everyone. It makes sense why man has recovered. Um, I also like the Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan thing because they could not have feasibly beaten them down for them to actually pin them. But they did manage to win by count which I think saves Daniel Bryan, makes him doesn't make him look incredibly terrible. Um, well, saves but a pinfall either way. Yeah, yeah, but saves a pinfall, and it doesn't have it. So like Big E pins Daniel Bryan or something like that, and just looks very skeptical of going into the match. I thought it was great. Uh, so you essentially uh, have Kofi Kingston going to WrestleMania. A really good, feel good moment. It is official. Uh, I, again, I mean. I have to laugh at the people who thought this wasn't going to happen a week ago and the week before that. I think this is the best they've built up a babyface in a long, long time, honestly. And this is a babyface that's been in the company for, what, 11 years now? Um, just just a great feel-good moment. The match is happening. 
Uh, I'm glad. I'm super happy for Kofi. This is where I wanted the moment to be. Uh, this is where the moment should have been. I can't wait to see the entrance. I, they need to come out on horses with unicorn horns. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking they're going to do. Um, I, again, I, I think Brian, I, one of the best heels in the company. Period. Uh, just great. Him kicking the TV was a fucking tremendous moment. I, I, I think this match is going to be great. I think this match is going to be pretty good as well. I think um, I love the story behind it. I love the ending on SmackDown. I love that it's kind of about this entire program is about being the underdog, but it's also a little bit about brotherhood. It's a lot about sticking to the people who brought you to the dance. It's a lot about fighting Daniel Bryan, who seems to be the ultimate evil at the time. It's about Vince McMahon saying, well, can Kofi Kingston beat, can a B-plus player beat Daniel Bryan? I thought it was masterful. Um, the reversal fortunes also of Daniel Bryan being in this position now is just hypocrite. The hypocritical, oh, it makes him way more evil and looks oh, way I, more. I love it. It's it's perfect. I, I again, this this run that we're seeing Daniel on from last year to now, all timer stuff. It's it's a, it's it's not surprising that he won uh, best in the decade. Honestly, I agree. I agree. Uh, some more miscellaneous stuff from. I, I will we'll save the we'll save the Kofi Bryan talk. For next week's episode, I think we'll I think we'll have a cool guest for that one. I think I hope um, so. <laughs> I hope so too. Right? We're, we're working it out right now. Uh, miscellaneous stuff from uh, SmackDown. I'm so glad they didn't give us a full AJ uh, Kurt Angle match. Oh yeah, they saw Monday and it was like, yeah, nah, <laughs> no. Where's uh, Randy? Randy, you out? You out? <laughs> Come back. And we also had a very awkward Miz promo. How about how about no more promos between these two until the match? So here's the, here's. Here's my mizzle, my miss thing right now. Um, as a face, and why it's so weird as a face. I love. Don't get me wrong. He has great fire, but just the way this segment went on, <laughs> it's not that it was terribly bad, but it just seemed. The Miz beat up like fifteen people. <laughs> Did you by hear himself. By himself. Miz beat up people that he would normally never beat up, even if he was a heel. My man beat up security, tossed him to the wolves. Then Primo came. Primo and and and, and Shelton Benjamin came out of nowhere. He laid the hands on them, knocked them out. Sanity out of nowhere. Sanity is a whole. Sanity's former NXT tag team champion. Sanity as uh, heavies for. <laughs> For Shane McMahon, I self picked by self picked by Shane McMahon. You think I'm with it? I'm with. Um, it. He beat them up too. By the way, all three of them same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. John Is there anything the Miz can't do? I mean, I, I I joked on Twitter and I was like, Shelton Benjamin, Primo, and Sanity have like an average like overall score of like 72 in 2K. Yep. So it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you 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 charge up a few finishers and you get them out the paint really easy. Um I don't know what how 2K works. But um <laughs> but <laughs> That's pretty much how it works. <laughs> but the miss the miss beating of 15 people is just I was like all right if this is how we get into mania this is how we're getting to mania. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I don't think Shane's promo was was very good until he he hit the uh, the the uh, seed line about his dad birthing him. That it didn't it didn't pick up for me. I I don't, I don't think Shane to me as a heel has the fire yet. I, there's something I, there's something off about it, and I think it is Shane because he's an old man now. He's just yeah. old. He's like he's not like a heel 
and just once again, last week I said like Shane McMahon as a heel, the young punk. That was kind of his thing back in the days. Like this young punk, he's out here terrorizing people. Now he's kind of like old, old dad, <laughs> like dad heat. He's got dad heat. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, it, and and again, it, it's you know nothing against uh, Miz. I think he's doing tremendous in the in this angle. But uh, there's something off about it. I, I'm I'm very interested, as you said uh, again last week, Mills, like where this goes after this program's over with Miz as a mm-hmm. face. Because uh, I think SmackDown now has a lot of faces. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, with the addition of, of Rey Mysterio, who did show up on the show as well. Uh, no, and his hype beast son. <laughs> yeah, wearing all white this week. <laughs> he made sure it was in the shot. And Vince is like, what's, the, what's that saying on your shirt? It says off white. What, what is that? What do you mean off white? Off white what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet he said that. What do you mean off white? Like oh. Black or, or Hispanic? <laughs> Why does it got to be off white? <laughs> black. I like the shirt. Let me see it. And he throws it on and stuff like that. Listen, I'm it's all for white. I'm all for Ray Mysterio's high beast son. Vince and off white with the silky on. Woo. Real New York vibes. But uh yeah, I I I'm interested in seeing it. They did say that the match is a Falls Count Anywhere match now. Uh, so there you go with, with everything that was announced for Mania this week. And there you go with both shows. Uh, uh, SmackDown this week for the A Show. A very slowed, packed show. And, and next week is, of course, going to be our annual WrestleMania prediction show. We will, you know, of course, unless there's anything else added to Raw and SmackDown, we will not be reviewing them next week. We will be fully, completely into predicting NXT TakeOver New York. Uh, nothing nothing big is going to happen. If you're interested in sort of like, oh, my God, what if something big happens on Raw and SmackDown? They're probably keeping everybody apart into WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, I, I think we might. Well, I think Brock's back next week. So that might be a thing. I think has Brock even has Brock ever laid a hand on anyone the the raw before WrestleMania? <laughs> uh, I think he did. I think he did the Undertaker. Yeah. I think I think the Undertaker might have like tombstoned him or something like that. The, 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 Maybe he zapped him or something like that. Listen, I have memories of Brock and Roman playing tug of war with a championship. That was physical. <laughs> okay <laughs> that was physical it was physical bro uh but yeah we're, we're gonna completely focus on uh nxt takeover in new york and wrestlemania we're gonna talk nothing about nothing but those shows if you loved the banter and the the debate the debate we had uh this week i'm pretty sure next week we're going to have some crazy fucking debates and banter uh for these two shows uh until next time make sure that you follow us at rnc uh, radio live on twitter make sure that you follow us at a show rnc on soundcloud and subscribe to us on itunes stitcher google play uh we're also we have spotify as well uh we also have spot callers coming this friday with myself and cyrus we will be reviewing championship wrestling from hollywood episode 381 featuring rj city versus david arquette meals have you ever wanted to see david arquette wrestle no sir but you know i do want to listen to the show you will not want to you will not want to see it and we will tell you all about why you do not want to see it. That uh, sounds great because I don't want to see it, but I do want to listen to Spot Callers this Friday on the RNC Radio Network. So shout out to Cyrus uh and myself. We will be on that show. Also, uh yeah, check us out everywhere else that you see us. Any anything Wait, first of all, first of all, also shout out to you guys. The shout out from Don Cheadle, my guy. 
Oh man, yeah, yeah. The John Cheadle thing has, has had Pat walking around a little different this week. So a different. Listen, Don Cheadle knows we exist, man. And also Shea Serrano and all the other good people. So shout out to them. Shout out to you guys on late fees. Shout out to you know Huey for perfect play. Shout out to the lookout. We had an episode this week. Just shout out to everything RNC related. We got playlists coming again. We got all types of stuff coming for April. So make sure you stay tuned. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Just again, WrestleMania. Like upon us. <laughs> It is upon us and it is here, man. It is the big week in New York City. I will be around. I will not be at WrestleMania. Don't ask. Don't ask why. But he will be at TakeOver. So if you want to kill Mills, he'll be there. Don't kill me. Applaud me. Cherish. Mills is too big. I I I wouldn't fuck with you. Share the the wealth. Uh, Applaud me. Celebrate with me. Um, And ask me things that you may not ask when, you know, because I'm on audio medium that you would be able to ask me in person. Oh, yes. I'll be at Access and uh, NXT. So, turn up. I got my own booth at Access, right next to the Miz. So. Oh God, get the fuck out of here! Anyway, <laughs> until next time on the A Show for Meals. I'm Justin. We'll see you next week for the huge WrestleMania prediction show. Peace. Happy Rusev Day.